got your Bible, turn them to 1 Kings, the 18th chapter. Amen. I'm just going to try to do what the Lord laid upon my heart. And, and um, I'm believing for something great. Amen. This morning, it's already been wonderful. These singers and musicians do a wonderful job, anointed, singing and playing. Appreciate them coming early to practice. Amen. And present a prepared sacrifice to the Lord. Amen. I appreciate all the people that come early and come next door and help us pray and touch God for the service. It means the world to me. And it makes all the difference in the service. Amen. If people will pray. Amen. God is a faithful, wonderful, ever-present help in a time of trouble. Amen. Praying for the Moody's. God's going to help them. Amen. Peace that we don't even understand. That passeth all understanding is what the Bible said. Would help them. Amen. First Kings 18 and 20. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long? Everybody say, How long? How long halt ye between two opinions? How long are you just going to stand there and not make up your mind? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Amen. We'll stop right there. And I want to preach for just a little while from this title. The danger of indecision. Amen. The danger of indecision. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. All across this house. Amen. Come on prayer warriors. Help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we need miracles to happen. Amen. We need people to be changed, people to be helped. Amen. Oh, people to make life-changing decisions in this house. Amen. People to move toward God. People to repent of their sins. People to get baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We love you, God. Move in this place, God. Anoint it mightily today. Come on, lift up your voice right now to God. Oh, we need you in this place, God. We thank you, Lord. You've been good to us. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody praise him right now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach about everybody say the danger of indecision. Amen. The danger of not making the decision that you need to make. Amen. The setting, I'll just build a little, whatever they call it, a foundation before I preach what the Lord has laid upon my heart. But the setting of this story is Uh, afterwards, after the 12 tribes of Israel have split, it's after uh, King Solomon has passed away, and you know the story how his son Rehoboam, out of much, I would call, ignorance or lack of wisdom or whatever you want to call it, 
caused a tremendously large split. And the ten tribes uh, went to the north, were called Israel. Two tribes went to the south, and now they were called Judah. And so now each, uh, because of the division, there's kings of the north and there's kings of the south. thing to keep in mind was Israel the, uh, of the north, the northern tribe, they never had one king that was a good man that loved the Lord that did right. Amen. What a sad story. Amen. To end up with a leader that don't love the Lord. Let me tell you something. Leadership makes all the difference in the world. Well, hallelujah. Don't get mad about the preacher preaching about prayer and separation and loving people and doing right and Don't think he preaches too hard and he just always pushing us. You ought to thank God somebody's pushing you uh, because it's going to make all the difference at the end of time. Amen. The southern kingdom of Judah had a few good kings, some bad ones, but Israel never had one good one. And the one that's in the story today was Ahab, and he was the worst one that there ever was, is what the Bible said. He said, Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. Amen. This is the low point, you could call it, the worst king of Israel, lean people. And I'll just go ahead and say it, the biggest mistake Ahab ever made was marrying Jezebel. Amen. You, you think that scripture don't become unequally yoked together with unbelievers? Don't. It's just something taking up space. It's not just a scripture taking up space. It means you better get equally yoked together with somebody that believes the word of God. Like, and somebody ought to say, yeah. There ought to be somebody in this church that says, yeah. He's preaching the truth right now. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, I, I, the Holy Ghost and repenting and believing God and coming to the altar is the most important decision you ever make in your life, but the second most important is who you're going to spend this life with. Amen. They'll either lift you up or they'll drag you down. Amen. We don't need any drag in our life. We need somebody that'll help us. Uh, when we're down, we need somebody to... Pick us up. Oh, hallelujah, young ladies. That, what that means is you need to find a husband in God's house. Young men, don't be looking at girls in the world. They don't have anything to offer you but trouble and heartache. Find you a wife inside the church. That, matter of fact, find one at the altar. Don't even find one out of the gossip hall. Or out in the foyer running around doing right. Well, this is good preaching right here. Hallelujah. Amen. Save yourself some heartache. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you, Jesus. The devil's a liar. Amen. If you've been through two or three, just let me talk for a minute. 
Praise, you ought to be backing me up more than anybody right now. Amen to these young people. My Lord, don't just marry the first one that winks at you. First one that texts you. That don't mean nothing. Amen. Find one that loves prayer. Find one that's doing what his pastor preaches he ought to do. Don't, well, hallelujah. Don't find one that's got a skirt way up at the top of her knee. Uh, get one that's got it way down there to make sure. Well, hallelujah. I feel like preaching to the church. Maybe I've been gone for too long. I mean, I ain't preached since Monday night. But Ahab, he messed his life up when he married Jezebel. Amen, because Jezebel wasn't, she wasn't the type of woman that would just let Ahab be the king. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. If you want to know the truth of it, she was really probably the ruler of Israel at that time. Amen. Well, amen. It may not be such a bad story if she was pulling Ahab along and telling him when to go to church and telling him when the sacrifice time was and on his case all the time about doing right, but she was on his case about doing wrong. Woo, God help this church. Help our young couples. Listen to me, young couples. Amen. I, I, well, I don't even know I got a message of preaching and ain't this for some reason. I've seen some people do a lot better before they got married than after they got married. Hey, hey, if marriage is going to drag you down, you need to be like Apostle Paul maybe. Well, hallelujah. Listen to this, Pastor. You'd be much better off to not have a weight upon you dragging you to hell. Well, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, I, I got to preach about this story. He married a, a, a princess. That's his first problem. Amen. You don't need to be marrying princesses. Praise God. Maybe I'll turn around and look back here for a while. Amen. When I married a wife, I wasn't looking for a princess. I was looking for somebody who knew how to cook and clean. And I wasn't looking for somebody to wait on. Praise God, maybe I just, oh Lord, maybe I got the wrong sermon. I got any more in here? Is there any more? Can you hear many sermons in there I could preach? Praise God. We're workers together for God. We're not here to be petted on. We're here to do God's work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Praise God. Well, I got it. Amen. Problem with this princess is that she was a princess of the king of Zidon. And she loved to worship Baal. And she hated the prophets of God. She would have loved Joel Osteen and hated Joel Motes. She wanted somebody to tell her how pretty she was and how good she was and how beautiful the paint bucket made her look. She'd have got her feelings hurt walking into Elijah's house. She said, I don't like the way these prophets preach. I don't want anybody telling me I got to change my life. So she started killing prophets and killed the prophets of the Lord. And matter of fact, she killed everyone except the 100 that Obadiah hid in a cave by 50 and he fed them. Amen. She hated the prophet of God. But she loved the prophets of Baal. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. Let me tell you, if the word of God makes you mad, your heart ain't right. You know what you ought to do even when it don't feel good sometimes? You ought to just go ahead and stick your toe out there and say, stomp on it if you need to. Do what you got to do. I got to make it to heaven. If there's something that needs to get out of me, I want it out of me. If there's something I need to change, I want to change it. Preach it to me. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you something. When you start trying to kill the prophet, it's going to end up trouble in your life. Because now, by the word of God through the mouth of Elijah, he says there's going to be a famine. Amen. It ain't going to rain no more. Praise God. There ain't going to be no crops anymore. There won't be any fruit anymore. I tell you, when you shut down the man of God in your life, you just shut your blessing down is what you did. And kind of quiet in the house. When you try to control the pulpit, you just messed up your harvest is what you did. You're going to end up walking head first into a famine in your life. Hey, man, I don't want a famine. I, I want plenty. I want harvest. I want miracles. I want revival. Hallelujah. Man, but the famine begins. Jezebel isn't obviously paying her tithes. She wants to kill Elijah. She wants to run him out of town. Let me tell you something. God will always take care of his people. I said God will always take care of his regular customers. 
I'm not so sure about his part-time customers. I'm not so sure about his Sunday morning only customers or his Sunday night only customers. But I do know that he takes care of his regular customers. God begins to provide by a raven, bringing Elijah a meal every day. What a, what a diary that must have been. Sitting here writing down in a diary, I got a ribeye today, an unsweet tea with one squirt of raspberry in it. I'll tell you how it happened. A raven come flying down, set it down right in front of me, and he provided for me one more day. Amen, what a diary that must have been. I'm telling you, there's testimonies on every pew in this church this morning. Amen, I was thinking about miracles on every pew yesterday while I was praying. The way God brought people out of darkness into this marvelous light. He broke chains. He provided He opened doors. He brought revelation. God has been good to his people. Oh, Lord, Pastor, I don't know what to do now because the brook is drying up. Don't worry, the same God that controls the raven, he controls the mind of the widow woman on the other side of town. Amen. Uh, You don't have to worry about one brook drying up uh, because if God shuts one door, uh, he'll open another door. Uh, Amen. Boy, I felt faith charged right then. Uh, When God shuts one door, uh, he'll open up another door. Don't get down. Uh, Don't get discouraged. Uh, Just keep on serving him. Uh, I never lost my praise. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, the devil's a liar. The brook dries up and he goes. By the commandment of the Lord, the famine is severe and there's a widow woman. She has just a little bit left in her mill barrel. The preacher walks up and says, hey, Make me a cake first. Boy, that old preacher all is out is what, what he can get out of people. No, you just need to learn how to read the rest of the story. Amen. A lot of times the preacher's trying to get you blessed, but your eyes are so shut up and your hands are so stingy that you can't even receive the word of God. It was God's plan. Tell that widow woman, make me a cake first. And if you do, if you do, if you can receive the word, he'll. Hallelujah. Well, you don't understand, Mr. Elijah. I've got enough to make one more cake and me and my boy, we're just... That's it, we're going to die. No, if you'll just go ahead and make me one. 
God's going to make you cakes for the rest of your life. You're going to own a bakery, honey, if you'll just do what's right in God's eyes. What is it? First of all, it's God providing for Elijah, but probably the most important part is God was testing the faith of this woman. I want to bless you. Something triggers in her mind. You know, you ought to think. It's usually the people with nothing are the ones that are the stingiest. I only got one dollar. I couldn't give 10 cents of one dollar. Praise God. Well, that's good preaching. You ought to think like this. What's a dollar? What do I got to lose but 10 cents? Why don't you just try the Lord? Try the Lord. My wife told me the other night, she said I was talking to a lady in the church, Sister Holly. And Sister Holly told my wife, every time I pay my tithes, somebody walks up and gives me the same amount that I paid in the offering. Well, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I like what God does in my life. Hey, I trust God. He's been good to me. Uh, Ma'am. Praise God. I ain't always been on board, but wasn't always in church either. My wife, we didn't have enough money for nothing. And she'd take, I don't even know why I'm preaching this. This is God. She would take 10% and she'd go give it to the to the church. I thought, good Lord. They probably got a thousand, two thousand people. At that time, I think he had a Jaguar. Big old house. I think, why does he need money? I was looking at it like you were taken away from me. I didn't realize God was wanting to fill up my meal barrel and it never run out. But when I got the vision of what God was wanting to do in my life, when the scales fell off my eyes and I could see then, uh, I was like, honey, make sure you pay them tithes. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm not preaching about that, but that's good stuff. It's right in the middle of all this. So now the widow woman's blessed. After three years, the drought is about to end. Elijah tells the wicked king Ahab, gather me all of Israel unto Mount Carmel. He said, bring the prophets of Baal. There's 450 of them. And and also bring the prophets of the groves, the trees. They had their own prophets. I'm telling you that Jezebel was a wicked woman. So there was 850 prophets that she was feeding at her own table. 
killing the prophets of God and feeding the false doctrine prophets. So they all gathered together, all the people of Israel and all the prophets together. And Elijah simply says this. How long will you halt between two opinions? He said, if the Lord be God, follow him. Praise God. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost backing me up right now. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal has ever paid your bills before. But if Baal has ever healed your body. But if Baal ever put breath in your lungs and made your heart beat. Just go ahead and serve him. Boy, I feel like. But he said, you got to make up your mind. How long are you just going to hang out trying to decide what you're going to do? Boy, I feel a word from God in this house. I think it's time. I think God's gathering up a church right now. I think God's rounding up a people. Are you going to go with me? Are you going to be left behind? But you can't just sit. So you got these people who grew up in Israel. If you've ever studied the law of Moses, you know they had to listen to the law of Moses read every seven years. You know if you've ever... Uh, if you grew up in a, in, a, in a family where your mom and your dad were in church, you know what it was like on the way home from church. And you know what it was like going to church. and You know what it was like at home. All they wanted to do was talk about church. If they were right. <laughs> they wanted to talk about the blessings of God. They wanted to testify. They wanted to repeat testimonies. So don't you know these people in Israel had heard the story about how God had brought the people out of Egypt, how God had rolled back the Red Sea, how they had walked across on dry ground. Don't you know they heard the stories when they finally made it to the promised land and Jordan was out of the banks and the priest put his foot in the Jordan and it started rolling back and the people walked across again on dry ground. Don't you know they heard the stories how Joshua said, hey, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hey, and if we'll serve him, God's going to go before us. It was victory. After victory, after victory, after victory. Don't you know they'd heard the story uh, about during all the victories, all of a sudden they got whipped one day. Uh. Son, let me tell you about a, a time where we were conquering everything. Uh, we were whipping everybody and all of a sudden this little bitty place called AI, they came up and whipped us. Uh. And we got to talking, something must be wrong. 
God must have turned on us. Amen. And we went through the camp and we ended up in Achan's tent. We found out, amen, we weren't supposed to take anything, but he had taken a wedge of gold and a Babylonian garment. God cursed his people. Amen. You know what we did? We got rid of the Babylonian garment. And all of a sudden, we started winning again. Uh, Amen. Then we started winning and winning and winning. Uh, Don't you know they heard every story, uh, amen, about how God had fixed it. We weren't supposed to marry the people of other tribes. uh, Not because we think we're better than them or we're prettier than they are. We're smarter than No, it ain't nothing like that. This is why we don't marry them, uh, It's because if we do, we're going to end up worshiping their gods. We think we're going to convert them and they're going to worship our God. But the law of Moses said don't marry among them. Because before you know it, you're going to have Baal in your living room. They'd heard all the stories. And here they are and they've seen it like. Come to life in front of them. The warnings had come alive in front of them. Ahab married a Zidonian. And it happened just like Moses said it would happen. He began in the land of Israel. It was Samaria that he built a temple unto Baal. Think about it. The land that God had given to Israel now had a temple of Baal inside of its geographical territory. Now these people have seen everything that they'd heard come to pass. Now the prophets are not preachers like Elijah, but the preachers are worshipers of Baal. The preachers worship cedar trees. The preachers are bowing down to Mother Nature. And there's one man standing that walks up. You're talking about a pretty bold man. King. Bring all your prophets. Bring all the people of Israel and meet me at Mount Carmel because we're about to have a showdown. We're about to figure out who's God and who ain't God. We're about to find out who's real and who's fake. We're about to find out who the sheep are and who the goats are. Elijah's standing there, and all the people, all the prophets, false prophets. He simply says, maybe he gets up in their face, I don't know. Maybe he had a big karaoke machine, who knows. And he says, how long are you going to halt between two opinions? 
Praise God. How long are you going to allow this Jezebel <laughs> to ruin your family? Well, I feel like preaching right now. How long are you going to allow false doctrine to destroy everything that was built? You know what he was doing? He was rattling their cage. He was trying to get their attention. This is not what it's supposed to be. Israel, we're not supposed to walk past Baal on the way home. So, people are there. They began to think it over and mull it over. There's one guy. Everybody say one guy. There's one guy. And over here is 850 false prophets. And the king. And he's probably got a bunch of people with swords. And they're thinking, well, what's going to happen if I say, Elijah, you're right and they're wrong? Well, they start thinking, well, maybe in their mind, I, I, I know he's right, but. But if I did that and I went home, oh, Jesus. See, they're thinking, if I say yes, Elijah, you're preaching truth. And if I go stand by you, now it's 850 against two. Well, hallelujah. No doubt God is reading their mind and puts this word in Elijah's mouth. You're paralyzed by indecision. You're paralyzed by the fear of making the decision that you need to make. It's getting kind of quiet in here. I'm telling you, there is danger. In indecision. Indecision means you can't decide something in a timely manner. You can't decide something quick enough. Amen. When I was praying in this church yesterday, oh, the Lord began to deal with my spirit. Amen. And, uh, and it come to me just like this. The devil doesn't have to make you do something bad in order to win. If all he has to do is make you prolong the decision until the window of opportunity closes in your life, he wins. Hey, hey it might get quiet for a little while, but I'm going to preach the gospel. You know what? Uh, there, there's going to be people in hell that did horrendous things. There's going to be people in hell that did horrible things. But there's also going to be a lot of people in hell that were just halted uh, 
between two decisions and they never made up their mind to go all the way. They just sat there and sat there. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray for one moment. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sharamosa. Come on, help me right now. Come on, help me touch God right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody needs to talk to Jesus for a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Some people would say, well, I'll never become that type of person, the evil person. The devil will never make me do what they do out in the world. I would never be a murderer. I would never be an adulterer. I would never be a thief. I would never be an immoral person. Amen. The devil would never talk me into doing what this world's doing. Well, let me tell you, he don't have to talk you into that. All he's got to do is put enough doubt and fear in your mind to where you don't get completely in the house of God. To where you just sit on a pew the rest of your life and never make a move and never get committed and never break through. He wins. What a danger to get into one of them self-righteous spirits. <laughs> well, I repent and I, I don't do what I used to do. Well, I'm glad you don't. Uh, but I'm not happy that you just sit on a pew uh, and you never come to prayer meeting. Uh, and I've never seen a tear come out of your eye. And I've never seen you worship. Uh, and I've never seen you praise. Uh, You're halted between two opinions. He 
can put enough doubt in people's minds. I wonder what it's going to be like. I can't go back and face my family if, if I fully commit. That's what the devil loves to hear. He wants you in the middle. He wants you to straddle that fence and never be touched. And go off into eternity uh, straddling the fence. You really never were a heathen, but you never really were a saint either. You never really fit in in the world, uh, but you never really gave it all to God either. You just sat there. Well, I feel the fear of God in this place. You watch Pentecostal churches. Uh, people are pleased with themselves uh, that they're showing up on Sunday morning. I'm glad you're here. There's a lot more people should be here. But we can get so uh, happy that we're doing a few little things. Uh, we almost use it as an excuse to not go all the way uh, well, I know I got this one little sin in my pocket, but you, you, preacher, you ought to know what I gave up. Thank God you gave all that up. But if you got one thing in your pocket, or you got one thing in your heart, or one thing in your mind that's not pleasing to God, you're halted between two opinions. You, you don't want to stir up Ahab. You don't want to stir up Jezebel, but you don't want to... You don't really want to commit. You like living in the world a little bit. You like the paint bucket. You like the jewelry. You like all the stuff. But you... Lift your hands to Jesus right now. Oh, help us, God. Help us, God. He taught Abba. I want to push somebody today. I want to push somebody today. Don't you let Jezebel influence you. Come on, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. You've got family and friends and people you work with and they're, they're influencing you. And you're scared to say, yes, Lord. And you're sitting there and you're not saying a word. You hear the preaching, uh, but you feel the pressure of the world. So instead of saying yes, you just remain silent. Come on, I want to push somebody. Can't stay in the middle all your life. I don't know what the scripture means, but the Bible said, I wish you were hot or cold. Instead of just sitting there with your mouth shut. With your Sunday suit on, but your mouth is shut. 
you're not committed fully. Amen. In your heart, you would love for it to be like it was. You've, you've read the stories. <laughs> but you don't know what's against me, Pastor. No, you don't know what's against you. I'd rather face a false prophet than to face an angry God. I tell you what this Bible said. Uh, don't fear the one that can just kill you and then he's done. Who has no authority above that? But this is who you ought to fear. The one that can kill you and then cast you into hell. That's the one you ought to be scared of. That's the one you ought to fear. Amen. Amen. Man, it's when you're with the 850, when you're with the crowd, it takes a lot of guts to overcome the peer pressure to step on over beside Elijah. You're right, Elijah. Ahab, you're evil. Jezebel, you're evil. The dogs are going to lick your blood. You don't walk into the house of the living God and make a mockery out of it. Amen. But they felt the pressure. And they didn't say a word. And it's the comfort zone is to be with the 850. The comfort zone is to be with the, how many people are in the world, Sister Alicia? Like 40 billion or so? Sound like a good number. It, it, it's a lot easier to be with the ones on the Broadway Than it is to be the peculiar one on the straight and narrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, we changed, huh? Oh, I didn't realize that since it's the 2000s, man, the Bible has changed now. And we can be what we want to be. I, let me tell you something. 50 years ago, 70 years ago, they were wise men of God. When, when this guy was going, there was preachers saying, you don't need to get that started. Don't bring that into your house. Because this Bible says, whatever you bring into your tent, you will become just like it. And there was wise men of God said, dumb. Let's not do that. The whole world is. Well, we ain't. Do you think 70 years later, Hollywood has become righteous and holy and love God now all of a sudden? They hate him worse than they did in the beginning. They hate everything about God. 
Amen. If we ever needed to take a stand against the Jezebel spirit, it don't matter. If it comes through your phone, through a television, through YouTube, through whatever tube, it don't matter how it gets there. Jezebel just wants to get there. Amen. She wants to kill your prophet. She wants to destroy every old tradition of this Bible. Come on, I'm going to preach. I'm standing with Elijah today. I'm going to stand with Elijah. I'm the only one standing. I'm going to stand beside him. I'm going to stand beside this word of God. If all my friends join the false prophets, I'm not going to. A lot of them. You try to say something, hey, we're not like that. What's going on? And it's just... Not a word. Oh, God. Let me tell you something. When we can't stand up against the world, when good people, those people of Israel were good people. God brought them out. And when good people sit there and don't say a word, We're in trouble. When Holy Ghost people can't stand up against the evils of Hollywood, we don't want to offend the the other. We'll just not talk about that. We got to talk about it. Light and dark don't fellowship. You can't tell people your saints can sit on a couch and watch adultery and still keep the Holy Ghost. It ain't going to happen. Come out. Come out. Come out, my people. Stand together with me. Lift your hands to the Lord. Feel the Holy Ghost so strong in this place. (laughs) Come on, there's too much silence in Israel. Come on, somebody open your mouth right now. Why don't you tell God I'm on your side? Come on, can I help push somebody to God today? Come on, prayer warriors. God's going to do something great. Somebody needs to open their mouth in this house.
You need to let God hear you right now. You need to let Jezebel hear you right now. I'm standing with Elijah. Come on, prayer warriors. Come on, you need to say it. If everybody in the world goes that way, we're not going that way. God, I'm going to stand with your people. Come on, let's make a commitment. Come on, let's make some commitments to God. Come on, it's dangerous to not decide. It's dangerous to not push all the way through. It's dangerous to become a fixture. It's unmoved. Unchanged. Uncommitted. It's a danger. Come on, prayer warriors. Come on, half committed parents. Produce uncommitted children. If you do it halfway, they won't do it at all. You don't stand with Elijah, they're not going to stand with him. Come on, let the Holy Ghost help you right now. Oh, Jesus. Come on, why don't we turn this into a prayer room for a few moments? Come on, for the next generation. Why don't you make a decision? God, I'm going all the way with you. Seek and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way? Come on, church. These old biblical ways, old ways of the apostles, the apostles' doctrine, it's the good way. Korahata. If you ever needed to get committed, it's right now. Come on, let God hear you. If nobody else lives it, I'm going to live it. If all my family walks away, I'm not going to walk away. I'm going to do what I've been called to do. I'm going to surrender my heart completely. I rebuke the Jezebel spirit. Oh, 
in the name of Jesus. Come on, cry out to him. You can't halt there forever. Come on, you can't hang in the balance forever. You can't have one foot in, one foot out forever. Come on. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to praise Him. You got to love Him. You got to repent. Oh, you can't live two lives. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Break every spirit of hell that would come against the people of God. Take dominion in this church today in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to stand for truth. Come on, if you commit, you'll see miracles happen in your life. Don't you let the enemy put a wedge between me and you. Better pull that wedge out today. It'll destroy you. Come on, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, it's decision time. Come on, it's decision time. Do you like the bondage of the world better? Do you want the freedom of the Holy Ghost? The liberty of the Holy Ghost? Come on. Come on, pray until you begin to speak with other tongues. Pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. Oh, you're a great God. What a great God. Oh, Come on.